Are you ready for the weekend? Weekends on UME Radio. Get the UME Radio app. Weekends on UME Radio. The sun is up and so are we. Subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on Instagram and Facebook, all at UME Radio. UME Radio. Positive entertainment 24-7. Subscribe on YouTube and click the notification bell. Hi everyone, good morning, good morning, good morning. It is me, Jessie. Welcome to Weekends with Jess. I want to wish you guys a Merry Merry Christmas and a Happy Happy New Year. Coming up in our show today, we have Jessie's kind of a continuation of my story and dive a little bit deeper into why I chose healthcare. Next, we have our community health check, managing stress. And last but not least, we we have our special feature for today, dealing with mental health during the holidays with our special guest, Jasmine C.L. Baker. And with that being said, let's roll the clip to learn a little bit more about me. I know that God says that everyone is here for a purpose, and I am a miracle for that. And let me get started with that. So um, I had a mind of my own and decided to pop into this world, mm, I don't know, three months early. Uh, my mom had me at 24 weeks. And not only was I three months early, I only weighed one pound, five ounces. Sometimes people may think having some type of birth defect or a complicated birth, assume that you're weak. Um, and that was from my get-go. That was from the minute I was born doctors thought that if she survives she would have all of these disabilities or she would be a vegetable and my mom and my grandmother come from a very praying family and they prayed over that and see me today the only disability really that i have i need glasses that's how many people need glasses so um i'm proof of a miracle um I am proof that despite what anyone thinks, despite what anyone says, despite your disability or how you came into the world or your family dynamic, whatever it is, you can do it. I knew that whatever I did and in everything I did, I knew that my purpose, that God gave me was to help people and to be a light. And, you know, I didn't know exactly how per se, but I noticed I was that friend in the middle that would always come for advice, you know, and, and talking. Or that friend that needed, you know, an injury or bandage or something, or that friend that was going through such a dark time that they called me just to rant. My mouth would be shut. Mm, mute and they would just talk and talk and talk and talk and talk so then that got me more involved in the psyche of people as well as the body as a whole and did more research into healthcare of how big and expanding it is so i want to preface before i got into ophthalmology specifically um I did a internship for three months with traumatic brain injured patients, adults. And what I would do is I was a volunteer 
but um, the program that we were a part of would help acclimate them into the community. And there was all different varieties and, and you know, severities of what neurologically is going on with them. But for some that weren't as disabled per se, teaching them how to count money again, you know, or how to take the FTA or the subway and not to be overwhelmed when there are a lot of people around and exploring New York City of what New York City has to offer, you know. And being with them, and some of them had eye problems and like glaucoma and stuff, which kind of piqued my interest a little bit, but being with them and realizing how important true compassion is because you have to remember though that they even though that they have this neurological brain injured disability you can't treat them 100% like a child because they are adults and depending on their severity they know certain stuff they feel certain stuff if you get what I'm saying so um but out of that internship was 100% the push that I needed to, to secure what I did in healthcare. And I could tell you a very brief story before we get into ophthalmology. Um, I had uh, one of the adults named Carlos, right? He had um, a memory loss um, dis uh, disability. And my manager at the time was like, you know, he never remembers everyone's name for a short period of time like you really have to grow on him he really has to start to like you to you know put your face and your name together you know um and one day within my second month i walked in and he was like jesse you're here and i'm about crying right now because he remembered my name all right guys and that is a little bit of a little bit of my story and I thank you guys for allowing me to share this with you guys. I hope you guys are enjoying it and stay tuned for part three, part, well, this is part three, part four, five, six, and on and all future episodes of the Weekends with Jesse show. Now we're going to get into our community health check. Hi. How have you been? How's your weekend? You know what time it is. It's time for community health check. Sometimes a simple, how are you, is enough to make someone stay. Today, we'll be talking about managing stress. This is a topic that's being discussed due to a social media Facebook Live that was aired earlier this week. In this live, 44-year-old Raji Sharif confessed to what is now a double homicide and suicide. Though no violent action was captured on video, we have a clip to share with you. I want to stress and say that it may not be suitable for all viewers. Viewer discretion has been advised. Chilling live stream. A man confessing on Facebook to killing his ex-girlfriend in Baltimore before police say he turned the gun on his ex-wife and then himself. It felt like a dream. Like I never thought I would be that guy. It's just the holidays, man. I don't have no family, nothing. 
Anyway, I just did something crazy. WJZ scoured court records and obtained protective orders Wendy Black had filed against him the most recent last year. She wrote, he threatened to kill me with a gun. From this video, you can see that our actions and how we manage our stress is very important. Here are some signs of stress and some management strategies and techniques. But first, let's look into what is stress. Science defines stress as a state of mental or bodily tension caused by physical, emotional, or mental factors. Stress can be either by external or internal conditions or stressors. External causes of stress could be due to environmental, psychological, or social situations. Internal causes could be a result of medical conditions or any disease. Why managing stress is vital. Managing stress is vital because it has a strong and lasting impact on people's lives and can lead to adverse conditions. Apart from causing hurdles in personal space, it can have a drastic consequences on one's health, ability to function, or perform properly at school or professional space. It can negatively take a toll on one's energy levels, moods, relationships, social, and social life. So now let's get into some stress alarms or symptoms. First one is your cognitive alarm. This includes loss of memory, poor focus and judgment, pessimistic thoughts, anxiety, persistent worrying, emotional alarm, mood swings, irritability or short temperedness, restlessness or aggression, overwhelmness, social isolation or loneliness, depression. Physical alarm, headaches or bodily pain, digestive problems, decreased immunity, nausea or fatigue, increased heartbeat or blood pressure, loss of physical desire, and last but not least, behavior alarm, eating or sleeping disorders, lessen your social life, negligent, negligence of responsibilities, substance abuse, this could be resorting to alcohol, cigarettes or drugs, and nervousness. So here's some management strategies or techniques. Mindfulness meditation. This means that this means that you can offer your body a way to relax by body and mind. This could be done by deep breathing. Meditation gives peace of mind and improved focus. Exercise or yoga. Regular workout or exercise is a good way for the body to keep their stress levels in control. Physical activities like lifting weights, walking, releases stress combating hormones and has contradictory effects of putting physical stress on the body and relieving mental stress. Imagery. This method uses soothing and pleasant images such as nature or visual, visualizing a calming image and controlling your breathing. Time management. Majority of stress results from poor time management and planning. So it's essential to create a timetable schedule of your tasks and prioritize them so everything could be effective and balance your time and work.
self-care. They know the saying, you know the saying well enough. Health as well. Then this is so true. Without taking care of your good health, one can't work properly. So when it comes to managing your stress, take vital care of yourself. Whether you need to relax, take a breather, not commit to certain activities for a day or two, keep yourself in control and perform self-care. Maintain a stress diary, per se. It's important to emit out of your negative emotions. So whenever you feel negative or you have these emotions boil it out, boiling up, write it down. Aromatherapy. Aromatherapy uses essential oils, scents to treat one's mood. So the use of essential oils or aroma candles helps in reducing stress. Tune into music. Research affirmed that listening to calm and soothing music helps to lower the heart rate and blood pressure, thus reducing your cholesterol, your cortisol, sorry, the stress hormone. Reading books. We all love to pick up a good book, and reading improves not only your stress levels, but your concentration. It diverts the mind and thus is an effective method to lessen stress. Socializing with your friends and family. Being in the company of loved ones helps relax and enables one to share their concerns and problems. Studies reveal that socializing helps in the release of the hormone called oxytocin, which is a stress reliever. Go and get a hobby. Get your time into something that's good, something that you like to do, whether that's painting, dancing, fixing, poetry, whatever it is, occupy your time in something that you actually enjoy. Befriend nature. Exposure to nature helps reduce anger, anxiety, and stress. Being in the company of nature enhances pleasure enhances pleasant and positive feelings, thus reducing your stress hormones. Consult a psychologist or counselor. Nowadays, many people seek professional help to manage stress. Therefore, seeking treatment or getting counseling sessions can also improve beneficial bandage to stress. Last but not least, keep a positive mindset. Many times, stress is a result of our own thoughts, and therefore, one has to train the mind to adopt a new perspective and develop a positive attitude. Self-affirmation takes away unnecessary stress. Although stress and feelings of worry can arise in personal and professional life, tackling stress by implementing the above list tips can help your stressors away. And here are some recommended articles. Stress depression, phases of project management, stress management at the workplace, and stress management for students. Now, given our feature on community health, and with the holidays here, many people experience grief, loss, and depression. Your mental health is very important. So here with us today, we have grief and loss coach Jasmine Baker. Jasmine C.L. Baker obtained her BA in sociology from Michigan State University. She is currently pursuing her master's degree in professional counseling from Concordia University, Wisconsin. She's an author and a business owner, having started her Christian grief coaching business on purpose global enterprises, LLC in April, 2020. Her mission is to create a safe space for women to recover and rediscover 
their purpose following a significant loss. Ms. Baker, Jasmine, welcome to the show. It is a pleasure to have you. So much. I'm excited to be here. Awesome, awesome, Jasmine. I'm so happy to have you here too. So let's get right into it. Want to preface if you saw what was going on in social media with that video clip or audio clip of that gentleman that did the double homicide and suicide. Can you share your thoughts on that real quick? Um, yeah, I just being around stuff like that during the holidays, it's already difficult if you're not with your family, but you add in mental health and um, the fact that a lot of people, especially in the Black community, don't seek out help because of the stigma attached mm -hmm. to it. Um, it's sad, but it's also common just because we feel like we're not able mm -hmm. to or we don't have the resources to because mental health is not cheap, right? Healthcare period right. in the U.S. is not cheap. So it makes you want to figure out ways to make it more accessible because it's hard to believe that had he had access to mental a mental health professional, the outcome might have been different. Yeah, yeah, that's certainly true. So now give us some examples of people grieving during the holidays, because a lot of people associate that with grieving the loss of someone, you know, a death of a loved one. Is that the only types of grief that people can go through during the holidays? Not at all. Um, especially in this time of COVID, any type of change that your life experiences results in grief and that you need to grieve it. So um, we have certain people who still aren't able to gather with their families during the holidays, um, be it by choice or for health reasons. Um, if you're used to being around your family, you're used to having certain traditions, you're used to seeing certain people, if you're not able to do that, you need to be able to grieve it because that's a change. You're having to figure out a new plan, make new traditions. You might be seeing somebody via video chat and not in person. Um, we know that not being able to physically touch and interact with people is not the same. And so uh, if that's a situation where you're not able to go home, like I said, either because of COVID or you're just choosing not to go home, it's still something that you need to grieve. Um, sticking with COVID, um, lots of people are in transition with job. They either lost their job, they switched to job, their income might not be mm -hmm. the same. Um, with Christmas, we put such a focus on gifts. If people aren't able to right. maybe purchase as much as they're used to, um, especially when you add children into the mix, um, that's something that parents might need to grieve and then figure out how to create a different um, a different environment surrounding Christmas that might not involve maybe presents at all or as many presents. And you know that's something that parents might have to deal with. Um, we can also talk about um, then health as it is, like maybe if you're the person who is experiencing some type of health change, and so you're having to um, figure out something else, that's something that you need to grieve. Maybe we're having to switch up your diet, and you're used to always having dressing, yams, yep. you know, all that stuff, <laughs> right? And then your doctor's like, no, you can't eat that, that this year, yep. right? That For me, I love food. That would be yeah. devastating if my doctor me said too. I couldn't have ham. Like, I, <laughs> and we think it's, it's yep. real... It's real simple, but it's not. Like even changing your diet is something that you really have to grieve. So when my my goal and focus is to let people know that grief is not just tied to physical death. It's literally any type of change your life is experiencing that you're having mm -hmm. to find a new normal in. That's something that you have to grieve. It. So around the holidays, um, there's just so much that you have to take into account that is changing in your life. It, it could be like like me, I moved. So I'm 16 hours away from my family, yeah. right? Wow. So that's that's something that we have to grieve. I'm not around them. I don't have as easy access as I used to being with them. I had to create all new friends, create all new traditions, things like that. Those are situations where we really do have to grieve. 
Oh, and then um, we're thinking about people graduating. Like people graduate in December, right? You're having to start yeah. a whole new shift. You might not have found a job yet or you found a job, but it's not what you thought you were going to be mm-hmm. doing after, you know, you get this degree and we have this whole right. thought about, okay, I got this paper. I know I'm going to be able to do my dream job. And it doesn't always. It don't you know, work like it, that. It doesn't. Right. But that's mm-hmm. what we're taught. Like go to college, get the job. And then there's in, in mm-hmm. that in between, we have to grieve the in between because mm-hmm. we don't automatically go straight to the dream job. So there's, there's so mm-hmm. much that factors into grieving that's well beyond just somebody physically dying. How important and this is kind of a two-in-one, how important is it for a person to grieve? Because especially in the Black community mm-hmm. and Black men, that it that, that's a whole other topic. It we is. Tend to like, <laughs> we tend to just hold it in and just keep it in. Mm-hmm. And why is it important, one, to grieve? And can you provide some coping strategies or techniques? Yes. So it's important to grieve one, because um, not addressing your grief affects other areas of your life. Um, it can affect how you relate and deal with other people. Um, I know for me personally, when I was avoiding my grief, I turned into a completely different person. I was short with people. I was mean. I wasn't the, like the nice, happy-go-lucky person that I, I normally am. And so it caused people to not want to be around me. So one, it could change how you interact with people. Um, it could change your physical health as it is, because when we hold our, our emotions in, it can um, manifest in our health. So you could be finding out that you're sick all the time and you're trying to figure out what's going on. And really it's, you just need to grieve. Like a lot of times doctors will say, um, if you're grieving, if you're stressed, if you're um, not dealing with anything that's mental, it will manifest physically. Um, So that's another reason why we need to grieve. Um, You need to grieve because um, it really unprocessed grief holds you back from moving forward into the future. Um, especially if you're talking about somebody dying. Um, if you're not able to really deal with that person being gone, it can hold you back from moving forward. We see people all the time, and I'm not saying this is good or bad. I'm just saying how it could, how it could turn out. We see people right. all the time who experience somebody dying, and five years later, they're the, in the exact same place that they were when that person died because they hadn't dealt with it. They might have left that person's room the same. They might not mm-hmm. go out anymore. They might not interact anymore because they haven't dealt with it. So really not dealing with your grief, involve, it, it affects every other area of your life. You might not be able wow. to go to work because you feel like you can't get out of bed. You might not be able to cook for yourself because you're just so um, tied down with all everything that you're feeling that you're not able to properly live your life the way that you need to. Yeah, oh, and then the other wow. part, the other question was um, some, you said some coping strategies. Yep. strategies. Okay. So um, it depends on how you are as a person, but the number one thing that I recommend for people to do is to journal. Um, mm-hmm. Be it like, I, I would recommend like a, like a whole separate journal, just dealing with grief um, on your good days and your bad days, tracking how you're feeling, um, if it's a good day, what was good about it? So then on those bad days, you can go back to it and be like, okay, this is what I did. Let's try it again. Um, on those bad days, it's good to write that down because then you're able to look at it and identify your triggers. It's really important to identify triggers because then you can properly plan for them. Not saying that you won't ever get triggered, um, but you'll be able to recognize that just happened. So grief is probably coming for an example. Um, if it, like most people are talking about death, so I'll give that as an example. If somebody died and holidays are coming around, you have to make a plan about how you're going to, um, spend your holiday, right? If yeah. it's somebody like your, um, grandma or grandpa who died 
and your grandma and grandpa always make the sweet potato pie, right? We got a plan about who's making the sweet potato pie now, because pie. We, yeah. right? We don't want to wait until the day of Christmas and we in the kitchen cooking and they okay, like, okay, now all we have left is sweet potato pie and everybody's sitting around looking like, well, who's And no one it? knows the recipe, no Nobody one knows, knows. not, yeah. We're, mm-hmm. Now everybody's been, triggered, yep. right? We're all it's triggered, there. we're all like, okay, well, what are we gonna do now, right? So um, yep. making plans ahead of time about how you're gonna process, how you're gonna deal, because I, I equate it to all the time, you always, deal with triggers right but if you make a plan Mm -hmm. ahead of time instead of like smacking into the wall you might just kind of walk up to it because you have a plan Mm, now of what you're going to do right doesn't Um, hit you as hard exactly um so it's always important to try to make plans ahead of time instead of just let allowing grief to happen to you because if you just wait for it to happen you're not able to continue to healthily and move forward to the point of where um, grief isn't like overtaking your life. Gotcha, gotcha. We have two questions. Um, we have Satin Brownie that says, "How is grief connected with PTSD, especially loss due to trauma? Not necessarily loss of a person, but achievements." Oh, that's really good. Um, so let's let's take it into terms of a job. Um, so if you you say you graduated from school and you got that dream job, right, the one that you have worked. 10 years of your life to achieve and for one reason or another you lose it right um Mm -hmm. you're trying to move forward but maybe like your life has not changed maybe what you're doing now is not the income isn't as great as it was before um ptsd and grief go really hand in hand because along with those triggers um maybe the new job that you have is not it's just not what you wanted so you're every time you go to the job or you get a paycheck or you get with your coworkers, you're constantly reminded about the the fact that you're no longer in that dream job that you were in so you're facing that trauma all the time because you're not doing what you wanted to do maybe you're not at the place you wanted to be it's also a constant reminder that you're facing all the time so um that's an achievement that you're always that you that you work so hard to get and then you lost it. So it could be mm-hmm. it could, it really could also keep you from trying to get back to that place. So maybe you found a different job, but you experience PTSD. Any, if anytime somebody presents the same opportunity to you in that same field and now you're afraid to apply to it because you're like, well, I don't want to apply and I don't get it or I don't want to get it. And then I lose it again. Right. Because then I want to have to go through right, right. the um the, the, the grief of losing it again, or, you know what I'm saying? Like being right. in it and then losing it. That's PTSD. That's mm-hmm. trauma because now you're, you're allowed, you could possibly be allowing that trauma to keep you from um, achieving that success again. Okay, great. Okay. You're welcome. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. She is a great answer. Okay. So we sa- we sadly have to wrap this up a little bit. We definitely have to have you back on the show for like a part two, because you're absolutely awesome. Um, you. I know that everyone is going through a hard time. Mm-hmm. Um, and you are um, a grief and loss coach. Can you mm-hmm. tell us how people can get connected to you and your services? Oh, absolutely. So my website is www.onpurposege.com. Um, all of my services are listed there. I offer individual coaching sessions and I offer um, a three-month coaching package. My coaching sessions are actually on sale right now because I'm focusing on grieving during the holidays. So normally those sessions are $97. Right now they're 50. So if you would like to do that, you can go to my website. It'll be listed there. Um, on Instagram, I'm Jasmine C.L. Baker. There's a link in my bio. It literally will take you to everything that I have going on on um, my podcast. My website is listed there too. So if you weren't able to get it, 
Oh, it's right there. Okay. So um, my website is there. Um, I have merch that I'm wearing right now. So like this shirt and other things that I sell, they're also on that website. So really, if you go to my Instagram, you can find everything that I'm doing there. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much, Jasmine, for, thank you for being on me. our show today. You are so welcome. I loved it. And look, we're dread sisters. We got I them. listen, okay? Got, yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. So we're definitely going to have to have you back. In the meantime, I want to say have a merry, merry Christmas and a happy new year. And thank have a great and safe holidays. Bye. Bye. All right, guys, so that is it with Weekends with Jesse. Let us know in the comments down below how you feel about it. Remember to like, comment, share, subscribe. Click that notification bell so you'll be notified when we go live and when we have our new episode. We have Jody McFarlane. Hey, hey, girl, how you doing? Hey. All right, guys, so let us know, again, if you had any insight, any purpose driven in today's episode. If you've been inspired, motivated, educated in the comments down below, let us know, like, comment, share, subscribe, click that notification bell. So you'll be notified when we go live. And now let's head into our spotlight. So our spotlight for today is our Christmas Community Outreach Drive. This is from Apostle Dr. Faith Walters and Women and Men of Excellent outreach ministries and she had a community outreach drive on tuesday december 14th 2021 from 2 p.m to 3 30 p.m again it was at 3456 east third street mount vernon new york 10550 and dr faith walters is an amazing amazing person she not only does you know, giving back and everything like that. But she also has counseling and coaching sessions as well. And I want to let you know that she's also presenting a New Year's celebration bash community outreach drive. Now, write this down. It is at Tuesday, January 11th, 2022. Um, please correct me if I'm wrong, if that should be Tuesday, January 11th, 2022. Yes from 2 p.m. to 3.30 p.m., the same address, 3456 East 3rd Street, Mount Vernon, New York, 10550. And if you want to support this initiative, you can go right to her website, https uh, colon forward slash forward slash w-a-m-o-e dot org slash outreach. That is w-a-m-o-e dot org slash outreach. Again, this is for her coming New Year celebration drive, and that is on January 11th, 2022. To get connected with Women and Men of Excellence Outreach Ministries, you need to send them a mail, go to P.O. Box 2077, Mount Vernon, New York, 10551, or you could call them and they can be reached at 914-699-2482 or 914-837-9635.